I'm Bree. And I'm Jamie. Tell us about that one time. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hi, welcome. everyone. Welcome to uh, another episode of our abduction hotline. I'm Jamie. I'm Bree. And we have another interesting episode today because we don't have a voicemail this time. We have a live ass person. We have a brave soul, one that's brave been soul. talking to us for a while, too. So we're very glad to have her here. What's interesting is, is many of our videos that we've posted up on YouTube here about Abduction Hotline have been most of her voicemails. So we have her here in person today for, for this time. So let's just bring her right into the room. And welcome, Tay. Hey. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. We How are you doing today? Doing well. Thank you, guys. How about yourself? Doing good, doing good. So you've been calling us for quite some time now with a lot of tons of different stories. And I swear to God, every time the voicemail three minute marker is never enough time for any of your stories. And so we thought that how perfect now that we have people calling in to the hotline live, why not have you call in with some of your stories? Yeah, I have plenty of stories to share, trust me. And it's like stuff that I'm still trying to process. And I'm still like, what I think about it sometimes, you know, whenever I pause for my routine life or whatever, and I'm like, okay, did I really just live this? Because it still feels kind of like a dream. I don't know. No, hey, anything's times. possible though. Like the only thing I keep telling myself is that anything is possible. Mm -hmm. I'm not crazy, you know, nope. <laughs> and there's other people going through this. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's start from the beginning. So what was your first memory that you remember or experience that you remember that was totally out of the ordinary for you, where you knew this was something very strange? Well, um, whenever I was a little girl, I remember always seeing people, a lot of people around me, and I thought they were always there. But my parents would be like, no, that nobody's there and stuff. No. And then, yeah. And then I had like really, really vivid dreams. Um, kind of, you know how those, um, the fever dreams that you have, mm -hmm. they're just so, yeah, kind of like that. But I wasn't running a fever. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so it's just been um, stuff like that. And then I can't remember a lot of my childhood. Um, because I went through like some, you know, trauma and stuff like that. And so I basically blocked that out of my head. Mm -hmm. But um, I do remember like all the time, like my childhood was filled with like all of this weird stuff, like orbs. And, um, and the weird thing is that like my dad was very um, susceptible of this stuff too. And so, mm. um, yeah. And it had, whenever he was around, it happened a lot. Oh, interesting. And so, yeah. And it's just, and it's just not even like alien things. It's a mm -hmm. lot of more like spiritual, mm -hmm. like demon kind of, you know, angels kind of thing. But yeah. No, 100%. It all bleeds together. And I think a lot of people for a long time have thought about all of those different things very separately. But I think yeah. now in the way that we're studying the subject now, people are understanding that it's a lot more connected than people realize. Yeah, for sure. So you were seeing people. To me, that sounds very like clairvoyant. Mystic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Has your no, dad openly talked about that since he's um, susceptible too? Was he open to what was happening to him when you were a child? 
I do remember he would like tell people these stories of like what had happened to him like one time an oh. orb basically chased him for hours and stuff what? and um he would like tell wow. stories and he he would talk about what happened to him he would just I don't remember him ever being like oh no this never happened to me or anything like that they were very uh open to the supernatural realm yeah because That's his nice, parents though. like were involved mm -hmm. in stuff like that yeah Oh, they were. So your grandparents. Oh, so yeah, this runs this a little bit deep. Way deep, like generations and yeah. Oh, oh my God. That's interesting if it ran such deep in generations when you were younger talking about, you know, being surrounded by people, your family not really believing it because you would think that coming from such a background, they'd be a lot more open to the idea of you being surrounded by, you know, spirits and things like that. Yeah, well, at the beginning, they didn't really want to believe it, I guess. But mm. then my sister started also seeing, she saw like a black goat. But she only oh. saw that whenever we went like to this place in Mexico. And oh, so oh, then my shit. parents started kind of like, because she was little. Mm -hmm. And so she started like, they started believing her. And they thought that I was doing it for attention. That's why they were kind of like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But then once your sister child. started saying, oh, my God, I'm seeing it, too, they were yeah. like, oh, wait, maybe there's something going on here. Yeah. Yeah. But then it, like, scared the shit out of me for a while because I wouldn't just see, like, nice things. I would mm -mm. see, like, mm -hmm. really ugly things. Then I was seven, eight years old, maybe. And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I can't, dude. Like, if I tried to just close my eyes and I just repeated, like, if it was a freaking mantra, dude, like, I would say, okay, I'm not seeing this. This isn't here. This isn't here. Go away, go away, go away. And it finally went away. And it went away for years mm. until um, recently, a couple years ago, whenever I basically found your show. Oh, no. <laughs> I was experiencing. <laughs> it's because I was experiencing things. And I knew that mm. I knew that I needed to open up to that you know, yeah. realm. Because I felt the need to connect somehow with my dad. I felt the need to um, believe in impossibilities mm -hmm. because my dad passed away like uh, back in oh. 2011. I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. It's okay. Um, oh, it's okay. After the story I tell you guys, it'll be okay. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. No, um, yeah, it was hard. It was really hard, honestly, because. Um, my dad and I were just like really, really close. Like he mm -hmm. really understood me. I've always been kind of like the black sheep of the family, um, kind of out there with my mindset, you know, with the way that I do things. And and so my uh, my siblings are very, you know, different. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so no, I hundred percent know what you mean. Yeah, my dad would always like protect me and stuff. And so then he passed mm. away, and then. I kind of got depressed and stuff. And then, um, I don't know, years passed, life happened, had kids. Um, and then, like, I just always wanted, I felt like I needed this connection with my dad. Like, I felt this sorrow for losing him. Mm -hmm. And so then a couple of years ago, y'all seen that movie, uh, Coco. Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen it because it. I oh. heard the song and it made me cry. Yeah, and I knew that if I, watched it, I would have trouble. Dude, I'm the type of person that I can watch a commercial yeah. and sit there and cry. Like I am mm -hmm. very. Bree is like that. Yeah. 
emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge You're an empath. empath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really hard sometimes whenever like I'm around people and I feel their energy, I'm just like, dang, it's yeah. hard. It but anyways, hard. yeah. Dang, so I lost you my saw Coco. Oh, no, it's okay. So you saw Coco. Oh, so I saw Coco. Okay, so I saw Coco and I didn't want to see it because I knew I was going to cry because it had to do with death or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then I finally managed to watch it and I was able to kind of understand that. And um, I don't know, dude, it's kind of, there's truth behind that movie mm-hmm. because it has to do with like the day in Mexico. It's thought that El Dia de los Muertos, which is November 2nd, Second, is yep. the day of the dead, which the dead are able that day to come into the living realm and be with their family members and, you know, get the offerings that were put out for them and just spend time with them connecting or whatever. And so um, I've been doing, I never really did an altar because I grew up Christian, Mm -hmm. but I agree. I'm like free whenever she says, you know, she, you, I was deep in the church and mm-hmm. I saw some things and I was just kind of like, you know what, man, this isn't, you know, what it's supposed to be or what I, at least what I think it's supposed to be. So I just basically made my own, you know, I guess belief system mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so my mom didn't, we didn't, we weren't taught to do that for our ancestors or anything. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing that for my dad a couple years ago. And I've been kind of like feeling different and different things had been um, like preparing me for what was coming. Mm-hmm. Now, before I say anything, I do have to say that um, my husband's sister, um, I guess you can call her a medium. She's a medium. Mm-hmm. Um, she, yeah, she sees dead people and she's seen it all of her life. They come to her to like give people a message and, um, she's always, she's never wanted to really accept it. Mm -hmm. My dad has reached out to her once in a dream, but she like, um, she denied it. And he got so mad, so frustrated that she didn't, she got scared because my dad Mm -hmm. was very, he had a very strong personality. And so she got scared and she like made him go away and he got mad and he hit the door. Oh, like I heard it. I was there. It was crazy. And then she, like, she told us after that happened, what had happened that my dad had tried contacting her and he got mad because she said no. And we were like, what? So that was crazy. And um, so she has, I guess, this gift, you know? Mm -hmm. So I guess now I can begin my story. So this year- It was uh, my sister-in-law came over here. We live over here in Texas and she lives in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And so she, her and her family flew in and they were going to spend Halloween with us because they wanted to take the kids over here trick-or-treating and all that stuff, you know, dress them up in costumes and all of that good stuff. Um, So they came here and um, they were here 
uh, on November 2nd. So mm -hmm. they were here since like October 15 mm -hmm. until like mid November. Okay. Yeah. So a good month. Yeah. A good month. So, um, I had been telling them to spend the night and I had been wanting, you know, I had this feeling of wanting to spend time with them and wanting to be close to them. Mm -hmm. But for one reason or another, like they didn't and they stayed over there with their mom and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Until finally, November 1st, that day, she, they finally came over to the house and they finally spent the night. And we were just Of all the days of the year. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, um, and the night before I was drinking and I like to drink. I'm not going to say that I don't. So for me to be like <laughs> one or two beers in and then be like, yeah, I don't want any more. That's not normal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, that night I like I was taking a drink of the beer and I was like, nah, I don't want this anymore for some reason. And so I just threw it out and I was like, what? How and weird, I went yeah. to bed. Yeah, I went to bed and I just fell asleep dude like if somebody disconnected Whoa. like completely mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden I remember that that night I woke up something just said it's time and so mm. I was just kind of like awake and I look over at my clock and it's um and it was like 3 30 something in the morning mm -hmm. and so I was like okay it's three o'clock in the morning what is it and then all of a sudden I hear my sister-in-law's voice. She was like, um, Tay, I need to tell you something. She was like, are you awake? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I really need to tell you something right now. And I was like, okay, what is it? <sighs> and so she started talking and she started saying um, like that everything was going to be okay, that she had dreamt my dad and that he was really happy and he had like this light around him and he was um he was kind of like going levels and he said that he was almost done completing his tasks or like huh. what he had to do in order to get to another uh level yeah cuz he said that there were levels there i don't know anyways um Dang, I forgot. That's crazy. Yeah. And so she was telling me all of these things. And I was just kind of like, as she was telling me these things, because she told me, I saw him and he's surrounded by dogs. And in my head, I saw a picture of a German shepherd. And mm. I told her immediately, I was like, German shepherds? And she was like, yes. He has like seven around them. And I was like, yeah, he loved German shepherds. Like we, he loved German shepherds. He loved dogs. If he had a dog, it would only be that one. Like he didn't, he never bought any other kind of dog at all. And so um, then I don't know what other things she said. Um, she was trying to like block him, I guess, because she was just scared. She was shaking. She told me mm -hmm. she was like, can you turn a light on? So I turned my phone light on mm -hmm. and uh, I felt her energy kind of relax because she was really tense. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of like, I was just, I wasn't even processing anything that was going on. Like she took a break and I got up and I was like, okay, I'll be right back. I need to go to the restroom. Yeah. And then I came back out and she was just kind of like, I could feel her energy was just like, 
whenever you need to tell somebody something, but you just don't know how, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. ah, and so, um, she was like, yeah, there's some more stuff that I need to tell you. And then she doesn't speak English like at all. Mm. And my dad did speak a little bit of English. And so she started saying in English, she was like, everything's going to be fine. I love you, baby. And I was just like, oh, that's what your dad was saying. Yeah, Yeah, dude. I was like, what? That gave me the chills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No. And I was just trying to process it. And then she was just saying um, that he loved me. Like, basically, he was just telling me that he loved me and all of this stuff. And so then she started saying, I have to go, I have to go, I have to go. And so she left to her parents' house and I took my kid to school. Mm -hmm. So um, like I got him ready and everything and I took him to school. So uh, this happiness like came over me. It was so weird. It was like ecstasy. And I was like driving my kid to school and all of like, I looked in the rear view mirror and I could see, (gasps) um, I don't know. It's like an outline, like an aura. I don't know Mm -hmm. how to explain it, but like I could see him. And then (gasps) especially because like I have his eyes, I don't know. So I was like, okay, I know you're here with me and you're taking me because it was already November 2nd. Mm -hmm. Um, so technically, it was in, during that time, and I did put his altar up this year and everything. Mm-hmm. And during that time, um, you know, he was doing all of this stuff. So I uh, took my kid to school, whatever, re- was really happy, came back home. And then um, I decided not to go to school, not to go to work. And we go over to my in-law's house. And my sister-in-law, I can hear her and she's just like crying. And then I try to go in the house and she's like, get out, get out. So turns out that her grandpa, her mom's dad, had been trying to get through to her for Mm -hmm. years. And he couldn't because she would always shut him down because he would scare the shit out of her. And so it wasn't until my dad opened basically that door or that portal. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, she was like, he tricked me into listening to him and Mm. opening it. And um, I was like, wow. And so then her, her grandpa took advantage, saw what was going on, took advantage and came running through the door. So he was talking to his daughters and it just became a day of, of like, she was overwhelmed. Yeah, no, but we finally went in the house after um, she he gave his message, and um, you could feel their energy. It was so weird. Like she said that they were in like a party setting, that they were in a they were in a fiesta, like they were celebrating, dude. And mm-hmm. I could feel the excitement. I could feel. Like the emotions, the happiness, the oh, ecstasy, everything. That's amazing. And yeah, and all of a sudden, like lights would turn on and off, like they would start <gasps> flickering. We put my dad's picture. Actually, I have it here on my laptop. Always, we put uh, I put his picture on my in laws' altar because mm-hmm. we were at her house and she made one for her father. Yeah. And I like stared at the picture and dude, I kid you not. I swear, man, 
he smiled through his picture. Like he sat there and smiled and I was like, what? Like this is so crazy. Yeah. And he was just like all day long. He told me basically that he loved me. And so we didn't end up doing anything. We just spent the entire day there. Like, and then when I went to go pick up my kid again from school, he went with me. Like I felt him physically go with me. And my sister-in-law was like, yeah, he just left. Like she said she could hear their voices. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would like go in and out, like because they were taking turns talking to her. Wow! And yeah, at one point she took it. She doesn't drink alcohol, and she took a shot because my dad told her that he wanted to um taste the alcohol. Oh, it's so crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, and I'm leaving out a ton of details. I'm probably like under um no. Dang, I lost the word. Animating, under animating the story. But uh, I know I recorded it somewhere, so I'll have to look through that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was so crazy. And it took me like several days. Like I was in awe. Mm-hmm. It was just crazy. Well, no, it's oh, interesting gosh. because, you know, I think what people don't realize about Dia de los Muertos is that like it is meant to spend the day honoring the people who have passed on. You're not meant to do anything else. You know what I mean? And your ancestors at that moment made you stop what you were doing for the day to just sit and appreciate and be with them, you know? And that's really what that day is all about is just feeling them and being with them. And I think I wish more culture celebrated in in such a way because I think that we forget about the people who have passed on a Mm. lot in the world that we live in. You know, we have this very, an issue with society where everything is object permanence. You know, if we don't see it, then I guess it's not here. Uh, Mm. And I, I love that that culture really takes an entire day out to just appreciate the people who we've lost and, and reminding us that they're not really lost and that they're here all along. Yeah. Yeah. Because that goes into the possibilities. Like, I'm still kind of like, I can't believe it because I say it out loud and I'm just like, what? Like I'm reading a story or something, right? No, but I don't know. It's so crazy because then that means what happens when we do die? Where does our soul go? Mm -hmm. And that just opens the possibility to, I guess, reunite one day. I know in Christian, you know, uh, religion or whatever, they, I guess it's believed that you do reunite with your loved ones one day, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, and I, I mean, do believe if you that. go to heaven and they yeah. also go to heaven, yeah, but yeah. I believe that all but, see, of and our I don't, yeah, souls, and I don't believe that either. I believe good, bad, all of it, we're all reuniting on that other side, all of us, yeah, because all of us are going through different levels and going through different lives, and yeah, that's so crazy. Your sister-in-law is talented. I mean, I feel for her that she was so afraid even to talk to her own dad. Like, that is crazy. No, her grandpa. Oh, her grandpa. grandpa. But but even then, I – it must be such an intense experience if you are pushing out that contact, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can only imagine yeah. what it was. And like. how strong is she to even be able to push it out? Because I know a lot of people who, you know, have this clairvoyance and this mediumship have a hard time disconnecting from it like that. Like sometimes 
it, it creeps in and it, they can't get it out, you know? So what a strong individual she is to completely stop it for as long as she did. Yeah. She said that she fought it for years and like she wanted to come, but in February, but somehow all of a sudden, whenever her and her husband were making plans to come out here, mm -hmm. uh, she was like, no, never mind. I want to go for Halloween. And so she was stuck on Halloween and she was like, I want my kids to be there for Halloween for some reason. And he changed the date and um, they came here for Halloween. And she was like, all of these things like money wise and all of the plans, the airplane, dude, all of it fell perfectly into place to happen exactly at this time. And mm. she was like, your dad works so hard to um to orchestrate to it and make yeah, sure to, it happened exactly. that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect word. Orchestrate it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. have y'all seen that movie? That there's the other movie that's called um The Book of Life. I've heard about it. I don't think I've seen it though. Okay. Well, in that one, it's kind of like it has to do with the day of the dead. Mm -hmm. And but that one, the guy um dies and he has to do all of this stuff to go back into mm -hmm. um the living to to basically live again because yeah. he died on accident. I don't know. Anyways, I was referencing that movie because that's kind of like what I imagine my dad had to do, you know, yeah. go through all of these things to prove, mm -hmm. you know, his point. And then he had to build it out of nothing. I don't even know. It's just crazy. Well, it's just interesting what it is we are capable of, whether we are flesh and uh, human or we are ethereal and on the other side of that veil, you know, like the yeah, soul seriously. is a uh, the soul is a powerful powerful being regardless of what state that we're in at the end of the day and who knows if he he's even more powerful on that side because look at all the things that he orchestrated and able to just to talk to you you know yes my gosh so what happened after that so um well he's spent the day with you mm -hmm, which must yeah. have been amazing for you yeah lots really of closure nice. i imagine yeah, it was really nice. Um, I had, it was like an aching feeling uh, just living with it. And it was just, it wouldn't go away. I don't know. I couldn't feel happiness. Like, no matter what I did, it was just, you know, the pure feeling mm -hmm. of happiness. You just don't feel it. And um, I don't know, that day, it was just, I got that feeling of happiness back. And a new possibility of being able to, you know, connect. I don't know, even if it's one time a year, you know, having that special tradition to just be able to connect with my dad, I think is just really amazing. That was going to be my next question to you is, have you been trying to contact him outside of this now? Like, do you still feel his presence around you in your day-to-day -day life? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I have tried telling him, you know, that it's okay if he needs to leave because I don't, I haven't um, investigated enough to know if souls are here if they're here because they feel you pulling on them because you're mm. missing them so much mm -hmm. and you're keeping them from doing what they need to do right. so i've been trying to like just 
as much as I enjoy it and as much as I love it, honestly, I need to not be so selfish and let him go do what he has to do because he, he needs to move on, you know, with whatever he's doing next. And so, um, you're such a smart girl, Tay. Like that's so it, a lot of people would be a lot more selfish in that stance, especially with like, you know, a parent or like a a loved one, a child or something like that. They wouldn't want to let them go, but it shows how much you truly do love him because you just want him to be the best version of himself. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's taken me, life has molded me this way. Trust me. Um, it's taking me a lot. It's taken me a lot of time, a lot of um, just understanding, really, because I could not see anything that had to do with dads. Nothing like every Father's Day, his birthday, like any special mm. occasion. It was just sobbing, like mm-hmm. just said, yes. Yep. It was just crying and crying and crying. And like now, I can hear sad songs. <laughs> And see sad movies, and I'm okay. And I'm just like, what? Like he brought it's just, you. I never. He brought you your happiness back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's still unbelievable to me. But yeah, I can't be so selfish as to have him back. Now that I have him back, and I know that this can be, you know, yearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm okay with that. You know. I know because you're gonna have always. You're gonna have to build such a badass altar this year for him. I Shit. Know. Shit. Yeah, I know, <laughs> He's gonna sure. be like last year. You like you look what I pulled through. You better pull through some stops this year, ma'am. It's your turn. No, I know. Oh, that's another thing because I like his favorite beer was um, called Victoria, and it's a dark beer, and it's really good. They sell it in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I love it. And so I went to stores, I went to different towns all over the place looking for that beer and I couldn't find it. No. And um, he was like, at the end of the day, he was like, yeah, next year, don't forget the beer or my chips or something like that. And I was like, yes. And like, I hadn't told anybody that I had been stressed about that. And mm-hmm. he just said that. And I was like, that was like another way of him telling me like, this is actually happening. He's validating yeah. it. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. That's, such wow. a, that's so amazing. I'm so excited. I know it just happened, but I'm excited for this next year for you to, to experience yeah. that all over again and to look forward to that moment that you're going to have with him again. I because know. So many questions and, though. It's yeah. like, so after we pass, we can still like taste our favorite drink and if someone gives it to us and for that one day it's like wow so many questions arise from that yeah well technically that's what the offerings are for like you put them you make this bread el dia de los muertos el pan del dia de los muertos and then you put like their favorite beverage their favorite foods if they like to smoke whatever yeah yeah and it's thought that they come, you know, cross the bridge, grab their things, and then take them with them and enjoy mm-hmm. that is so them cool. in the other realm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like that day where it's like that veil is lifted just enough where they're yeah. able to reach in and grab stuff. Yeah. That is so cool. That must mm-hmm. give you a different understanding of life, too, For to sure. uh, have almost like a security, you know, mm-hmm. to know that we really were not gone. Even though the yeah. body is gone, that our our presence is still there. I mean, that is a gift in its own because so many of us are so afraid to die because we yeah. feel like it's the end. And when you take that 
pendulum of death away. Man, that's such a gift. It's such a yeah. gift. It changes the way you look at life, you know, when you're you're not so afraid of what the ending is going to be because the ending is just another exactly. beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I Bree's but. stunned over here. She's just like, I can't. I want to. Are you going to? You should do an offer this year. We should do one for your for uh, for Grams. I don't know anyone. Yeah, you do. You have a dead grandma. Hmm. Yeah. Even if it's somebody you didn't know like even if it's like your great grandma or whatever yeah. i would for my get, great grandma because i didn't i never got a chance to know her see yeah get a picture or whatever and then just investigate you know what she liked mm -hmm, just like what mm -hmm. she liked to eat what she liked to drink my mom didn't even get, know her uh, i guess i'll ask my grandma and see ask your grandma yeah know. Yeah. And also, that's a very cool way to just like look into your past and your history, too, and to just be more appreciative mm -hmm. of you, like where you came from and your ancestors. Like, oh, who, yeah. knows what, who knows what information you can find out? And then you realize maybe you're a lot like your great grandma, you know? Well, I imagine because she was born in Salem. And so there's some witchy ass shit. Her last name is Sanders. It's like the Sanderson sisters. So and hocus this, pocus. I was like, this, I was like, this sounds like even more of a reason for you to start investigating this. I uh, know. Yeah. No, the things that you like find out whenever you start turning those rocks and looking into your history, dude, like there was, I think my grandpa's parents mm -hmm. were witches. Like they did spells and stuff. They have like a at the ranch, there's this room that's called the blue room. And it's like scary ass crap. Like really? Yeah, you see everything there. Yeah. Oh no. It's like, that's like Santeria a kind portal. of stuff. Bruja. Um Bruja. I don't yeah. know Santeria so much as just kind of like I know that I I've heard stories that there were shapeshifters. Mm, skinwalker vibes yeah. see mm -hmm. i'm afraid of that i'm afraid i want to yeah. like it gives you a really really bad vibe like i cannot look that direction mm, um, i can't be in that room because i'm it, something just repels me it just gives me really really bad vibes see and brie would be so sensitive to that as well i yeah, wouldn't be as much no. but brie would brie would 100 feel it from like a mile away uh, yeah no. Oh, no it's like the bueno. hot spot and like yeah that's crazy wow. you have a lot of connections with the paranormal in your family history and around you and i do i that do that's cool. why it's so it's so nice knowing that this that's at my life that's actually you know it has happened or whatever mm -hmm. um is understood by people you know who haven't lived that that's just what's important. And that's like what when me and Bree started this, because we felt weird not being able to talk to other people about weird things and weird theories and stuff that we were interested into. And it's nice to know that like, we're not the only people in the world. And we're not the only people in the world weird stuff happens to like it happens to so many more people. It's just that nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. Well, it's the unknown. It really is. It really is. Tay, we want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story today. Honestly, it's like so uplifting and it makes me want to go and like literally set up an altar. I don't have any people who have passed on in my life, unfortunately, but maybe great grandparents and I'll start to 
Uh, could you imagine me reaching out to my great Jewish grandmother? She'd probably yell at me. <laughs> probably be like, this is the devil's work. Oh, my God. I couldn't even imagine. I do have a quick question. So do you yeah. – does your dad kind of hang out with you all the time now? So it's not necessarily just um, – you know, in the November time of year? Is it all the time now since you opened that door with him? Well, um, ever since he passed, honestly, I think since I was going through, well, the whole family was going through such sorrow and he did kind of, he he was 44 when he passed away. So young. Yeah. And he was a really, really strong, healthy person. Mm -hmm. And he got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And that just like within a year, dude, it just like, oh my God, it was gone, finished yeah. him. Yeah. And so it was so fast. So we were all kind of in shock. Like, I guess at the time we knew it was coming, but it was just so much to process. And I was like 16, 17 years old whenever that mm. happened. At such a tough so age as it is. Yeah, seriously. Little, yeah. And, um, and so I, he, whenever I got back to the house, cause he passed in Mexico. So we all had to go over there, <sighs> bury him. So my dad is in Mexico. He's laying in Mexico. And so, oh, um, yeah. And whenever we came back to the house, um, I could feel I was here, here alone because my mom stayed in Mexico. My siblings were out. Mm-hmm. And so I could feel his energy here for sure. So I would be wow. sleeping and he would like wake me up, like, you know, caressing my hair or something. Oh my gosh. He would do that every Sunday because or Saturday because we would go out every single Saturday and I would just be with him running his errands or whatever. Just keeping the tradition. Yeah. Yeah. And so for a while he did that and then I would just kind of like see him like on the tree line, you know, far away. And I knew he was there, but then like I had my chat, my baby, and then I had my second one and I kind of stopped feeling him. Um, And then probably because uh, he was watching over them and you didn't even realize that. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then number one anymore. He's mm -hmm, like, I have grandkids. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, he was so obsessed with his grandkids. He was excited. He would uh, talk to my mom about that. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to get them horses and ponies or whatever. But I'll get them one day for my kids. Yeah, one day. We all all need a good pony and a horse. I think every kid needs one. (laughs) Yeah. No, but yeah, I stopped feeling him for a while because I was just feeling sadness every time I thought about him. So I tried to just kind of forget it and move on because I was like, life goes on. Whatever, you know, just push through it, get over it. And um, then stuff like this started happening. Like I would dream about him ever so often or sometimes have a feeling, have a really strong feeling about something or stuff like that. A song would come on on the radio. And um, I just started opening myself a little bit more and more. And then that happened. And yeah, right now I'm just kind of like, you know, open phone line. <laughs> it's amazing oh, though. Cool. It's, it's, it was a journey, but it was a journey that I think that you needed to go on, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Everything that I've been through has definitely shaped me to be the person who I am now. And, um, I, yeah, I like myself. <laughs> how good, I am good, good, good. That's definitely. how I am too. I'm at that place. Yeah. You're muted. Yeah. Here. Uh oh. 
Are those creepy? You're still muted. The there we go. Yes. Yeah. Still from the back. Nice. Yes. You're such a sweet soul, Tay. You really are. You really are. Thank I love you. it. Oh. Well, thank you guys because it's really no, nice talking, talking to you. Y'all are really like open. I know it's unbelievable. I'm still processing it too. But the fact that y'all sit there and be like, okay, yeah, it's a possibility. I could see how it can happen. You know, it's just like very uh, validating and it's nice. Well, good. I'm glad that, that we can help with that. But that's really what we're here for. We just want to help validate people and their experiences and the things that they're feeling and understand that like, we all go through this. It's not something that you have to go through alone. And Tay, you can call us anytime, whether you leave us voicemails, or you want to come online, our door is always open to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much for you. sharing. I feel better. So do I. <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel better. Yeah, I feel very uplifted after that story. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make me feel sad or drag me down. It makes me feel so hopeful for the future, you know? Yeah, it's it's weird. It is. It's weird. You think that it would do the opposite when you're talking yeah. about death and things like that, but it's it, honestly, it's such a beautiful, enlightening story. And please never stop telling it to people. Honestly, you should write no. it. Yes, write I it. I am. Yes, I'm probably 100%. gonna end up writing a book, guys. Uh, you should yes. 100%. Listen, we'll be the first ones to buy it. You tell us the Absolutely Amazon link. Absolutely, we will. And we'll, yeah. we'll support it in every, any way we can. I think Absolutely. I really truly think you should do that. I 100%. <laughs> I really couldn't agree more. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And we'll see you guys next week for another abduction hotline. We love you all. Goodbye. Love you. And thank you so much again, Tay. Yeah, thank amazing. you, Tay. Thank Bye. you. Bye.